Special shout out to all our patrons who support the show every week. Head on over to patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast and subscribe today for bonus content, special shout outs on social media, and so much more. Patrons, you help keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going, and we couldn't do it without you. Not a patron yet? Join us today at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. You can also support the show by using our brand new Amazon affiliate link anytime you shop on Amazon.com for things like running gear, food, beverages, or anything else the little gray trucks might bring your way. Just go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon anytime you shop. It costs nothing extra, and it helps us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing. Go to runeatdrink.net slash Amazon, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 230. Hey, welcome to episode 230 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to our show. And we're back. We are. We've We've had... Back-to-back travel weekends. Well, and also we had something last week, a little thing called Nicole. Yeah, we don't like to talk about her. Mm. Not a fan. She could just move out of, you know. Well, our friends along the eastern seaboard got to deal with her after we did. And uh, Zero Stars would not recommend. Mm -mm. We hope everybody who had major impacts, are all of you are well and safe. Absolutely. We were fortunate here. Mm -hmm. Um, The impact was typical for what we would see for a tropical storm. We we get them more frequently than hurricanes. And we were fortunate. Our roof had been repaired. So we didn't have to sweat whether or not we were going to start taking on water here in the house. I know a lot of people haven't had that done yet. So there were issues there. A lot of people locally were scrambling because they have the blue tarps up still. And they didn't know if their tarp job was going to hold. And with the tropical storm force winds, that can be enough to dislodge the tarps. Whether they're fastened by sandbags or they're fastened with uh, fairing strips. So <laughs> it's it's uh mm. it, it can make you a bit nervous mm. during the recovery phase. So Absolutely. We were lucky and very fortunate. We appreciate everybody who reached out to us to check on us yes. and thank, thank you, you so much for that. This episode will not be a hurricane episode. We Finally. We will be recapping our wine and dine race weekend experience. Yeah, you know, this is the of the Disney races. This is the one we yeah. typically say is the most quote unquote on brand for it us. Is. Not that we 
dislike the other weekends. No, no, no. Truly. No. Uh, we And we've, in fact, we had this discussion yesterday mm-hmm. with uh, some new friends that we met on a race course. Yes. And we were saying that you should at least do one Disney race. Just to get the experience. It's an experiential event. And like we've said before, the bling is usually pretty awesome. We're captivated by the bling, but also I think the race course experience, which we'll get into today. Absolutely. So we're going to be talking about the Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend race events. And we're going to be recapping some food and beverage from the 2022 Epcot Food and Wine Festival. Oh, yes. And and I would say that these offerings are not necessarily international, I I guess. I think there might have been some... Would you you say they qualify or... uh, I want to say international influence. Oh, maybe. But not... International in and of themselves. Yes. Fair. I How's mean, that? I don't know. Are we, they're not international to us. No. They might be international to our friends from across the pond. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stay tuned to hear what exactly we are talking about in terms of the food from the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival 2022. But first, Amy has scoured the social media. I hope. And has some shout outs for us for this week. First up, we, this week, will be celebrating very heartily, very loudly, a birthday a very special birthday coming up this week. Our executive producer in charge of hashtags, Josh Osborne, is celebrating this week. My brother from another mother, thank you. Um, he is just the best guy that you, you'd ever <laughs> yeah. want to meet. He would give you the shirt off of his back, and mm-hmm. he is, you know, always ready to, to try to make you laugh, make you feel better support and support you in any way he can. And I am so grateful to have him not only as a sponsor of the show and executive producer, but also a friend and a listener. So Josh, happy birthday, man. I, 21 looks good on you. That's right. And we hope that <laughs> you, we know your schedule has been crazy. Oh yeah. We He's a hard working dude. I know. We hope you're able to take some time, have a little bit of celebration because you deserve it 100%. Jennifer Hall also fun, fun gets a little shout out this week because she got a PR in the 10K distance this past weekend. Yay. She. And what race was that? Uh, it was the Bay Bridge Run. Okay. I'm not familiar with it, but the medal that she posed with mm-hmm. in her social media looks like you would be tempted. Oh yeah, this again. I I'm, enjoyed. I'm convinced that. that I was a I was a raccoon in a previous life. I love the shiny things. The medal looked great. Congratulations, Jennifer. That's awesome. And we want to say, I, I we there were so many people at the wine and dine half marathon weekend at the beginning of November, they were out there with us. Some 
we saw some we just because of the way our schedule fell we missed saying hi to in person we did yeah we just want to say no matter what race you finished no matter what race you started no matter how you participated in the weekend even if you were there to cheer people on even if somebody brought a cutout of you and put you on um, some kind of stick to like hold up, stick. like like you are you you couldn't be there in person, so you were there in spirit and and a on, flat version of you. It, it's flat you. It's flat you as the cheer squad. So however you were there and however you participated, congratulations to you all. Absolutely. Now, I also want to shout out Darlene, who ran the Madison Half Marathon in Wisconsin. And that was a chilly one from she what said I, I saw, 20, 21 one at degrees start? at the start. Yeah. But she wasn't the only one there. No, Chris Twiggs' son, from what I understand, Chris Twiggs, if you are not familiar. We've had him on the show. We've had him on the show. If you are a, a newer listener and we're not able to hear him talk about the Galloway training programs. He is the chief training officer for all things Galloway at jeffgalloway.com. And he does the customized training, which he discussed on our show. Yes. And his son ran in Wisconsin along with Darlene. So shout out to him as well. Yeah. Now, Chris has a little bit of news. Oh, yeah. Because we have to shout him out. As well. Yes. Bonus. And I don't know when he'll hear this because of time zones and, and you know, all of that. But congratulations, Chris, for completing the Athens Marathon in Athens, Greece. And he did it in three hours, 58 minutes, 16 seconds. And his father finished it, too. That's so great. That is so great. It was so an great. entire weekend of success. I love it. For the Twigs family. I love that. Congratulations to all of you and to another member of the Runcation Nation, Kelly. Kelly Anderson, who ran the Fort Worth Half Marathon this past weekend, too. A lot of activity. I, she wasn't accompanied by Jessica because she had a high school reunion to attend on the other coast of Florida. Right. I saw that. Yeah. I am super curious about some of the food and beverage Kelly might discover out there I in know. Texas. I hear, from what I understand, they might have some pretty good barbecue out there. Barbecue. And I, you know what goes really great with barbecue? Beer. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we want to know, Kelly, report back to us and congratulations on your accomplishment out there. Absolutely. Safe travels to everybody. Special thank you and congratulations to Meg Brower. We know how hard it is to come back after injury and surgery. We want to celebrate Meg's accomplishment of running. For the first time since her surgery this past week. The very first run after surgery, regardless of how long or how short it, it is. does not matter. That is a huge accomplishment. We are super excited for you on that one. So congratulations, Meg. You're on the comeback trail. I can feel you getting closer and closer to that castle in your Walt Disney World 
marathon weekend endeavors with your mother as yeah. you celebrate your birthday on that weekend in January. Oh, that's going to be a great weekend. And also, uh, during Hurricane Ian, during everything that happened in Hurricane Ian, uh, Meg reached out and donated to our fundraiser for the Donna Foundation for Donna Marathon Weekend. Yay! And we can't thank her enough for that. Supporting it, and I, I think she may be coming to it in 2023. That would be awesome. I hope so. We want all of you to come to that race. Yes. All of you. And finally, Meg sent in a shout-out of her own. Oh, very nice. Let's she, let's hear this. Yes. She says, I want to shout out the members of the Runcation Nation. I continue to battle through surgery recovery, and I'm finally seeing some positive results, which we just celebrated. Yes. I can't thank this online community enough. Collectively, you supported me. Individually, so many of you regularly checked in on me. The gratitude I have for all of you is indescribable really today is world kindness day the kindness shown to me through the runcation nation is something i will never forget special shout outs to jojo Susie, the birthday boy josh she didn't say birthday boy i just threw that in there her fink jennifer hall don brassard or don be joyful as she writes in her note and Rhonda Lee, the pink-haired princess. I just added that part. Additionally, I want to shout out both Amy and Dana. In the midst of your own struggles, Brian and I always knew you had our backs and were supportive of my healing and comeback. It finally appears I am solidly on the comeback trail, and I won't ever take for granted the support extended to me from the Runcation Nation community. Aww. Thank you, Meg. Aww. That's amazing. Yay. Well, we're very excited for your healing and comeback. We cannot wait to see what you do going forward. So yeah. we're super excited for you. For anybody who would like a shout out on the show, please don't forget to send them to us. We do our best to collect them throughout the week, but you know, sometimes we miss things. Mm -hmm. And if you send them our way, we won't. Uh, send them <laughs> to info at runeatdrink.net. Info at runeatdrink.net or you can call us and leave us a voicemail message that we can play on the show at 941 677 2733. That's 941 677 2733. Shall we talk running? Yes, let's. So, as we said at the top of the show, we're going to be talking this week about the 2022 Run Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend. We kind of prepped everybody for it with uh, one of our lives where we were talking about, you know, what <laughs> people can kind of expect, you know, what the well, event is like. Well, with an episode like. where we went through the courses. Yeah, we broke it all down for everybody. We also gave previews of a couple of our favorite food booths. We did. Yeah. And I don't think that we, we diverted very much from what we talked about in terms of, you know, what the experience is generally like, what the courses were like, certainly because we were going over this year's uh, course maps. Right. But let's talk a little bit about the whole experience. 
And okay. ours, we have a very unique um, perspective this year. We do. Um, hmm. We we had some challenges very from the get go. Challenging. I, yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and mm-hmm. how that impacted our weekend and how it impacted the run. So, um, first of all, we normally tell people getting there Thursday is a good thing, is a really good thing. It's great if you can do it. Yes. And we want to hear from the Runcation Nation now that that weekend has come and gone what that virtual queue shopping experience was like at the expo. I am so curious about that because mm-hmm. I have, I have thoughts. I have thoughts on, and we don't know how it went. Yeah. On I mean, what it would have been like or what it would have, what problem it addresses and what problems it doesn't address. And how the experience overall felt. If you're a shopper that really loves to get that run Disney merch, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So if, you had an experience there. I mean, I'm sure we could scour social media for feedback about it. But I want to hear from But I want to hear listeners. from our community, from yeah. the Runcation Nation, if you experienced it, what was it like? How because we missed it. We did. Mm-hmm. We we did not get there in time to do the virtual queue. Mm-hmm. And when we did arrive there, our, first of all, our arrival was late Friday. We didn't actually roll in to roll in. Yeah, you literally said like rolling up in the Jeep. We roll didn't even roll into the parking lot of the ESPN Center until six o'clock p.m. Friday. Well, we might have been maybe a, a little bit earlier. No. No? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. 5.30. Like maybe 5.30, 5.45. Yeah. Because we only had an hour on the expo floor. That's true. Proper. Once we got our bibs and everything. Yes. So we go to packet pickup and we go through the whole process. It's exactly like we've talked about. But oh, it's laid out huge in that huge building so that there's plenty of space for people to pick up bibs and and it's set up for here's your 5k stations for bib pickup, here's your 10k, here's challenge. the challenge, here's runner relations. It was very spread out and fantastic and they had people monitoring whether or not pe- uh, runners completed waivers. Yes. And if you didn't, they had a process before you entered that arena. Super simple. That was super simple. And I even thought that I hadn't done the waiver. And the guy goes, you probably have here on your pass. Check it out. And it says that whether or not you signed your waiver, because I signed mine like months ago. Months ago, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So So that's positive. Yeah. I like that. They've got that down to a science. Yeah. And this was our first time having to... Talk to runner relations, I think. Yes. Which we did. And we're going to get to that in a minute um, as to why we had to talk to runner relations. But we we did talk with runner relations. We had a, a great and positive experience with them. And we were able to get through the packet pickup process probably, no kidding, 15 minutes tops. And that includes... Uh, that includes us having to talk with runner relations. So we were really fortunate in that respect. And 
we benefited from Disney's experience over the years of knowing how to move people through queues and get them from point A to point B where they need to be doing what they need to be doing. It really was a quick experience in there picking up our bibs and talking to runner relations. Yes. Yeah. The line really moved and there was a line for runner relations. There was. Yes. Yeah. So then we went from there over to the expo and the yes. expo is in the big Jostens center where it normally is. Mm-hmm. And you, it's basically right across the walkway from the other building where you do the packet pickup. And what can you really say about the, the run Disney expo other than it's an event in, in and of itself? I, I think that they've done some things to reduce the overwhelming nature of it. Overwhelming nature. Yeah, well, in it's a previous lot of sensory years, overload it, and there are so many booths usually. Yes. Of vendors. I think that by moving the the merchandise to its own area, they free up that that floor space. So it gives you a little more room to move. Yes. And I think that they probably have just downsized it a little bit. I don't I don't think you have quite as many smaller vendors there as you used to, or some of the bigger vendors don't have as big of a space. I think it's both. Okay. Actually. It could be. Yes. Because I love Boulder Athletic Wear. They made the skirt that I ran in for Wine and Dine. I've got running kilts from them. Yes. And they had a smaller space than they normally do. Normally, they'll have one that is super huge, and they'll have a changing room and things like that. And it was um, a simplified, more simplified experience in their booth. Yes. Still the same great stuff. Still the same great people. Oh, yeah. Same great stuff. Same great products, I mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think it was... I don't I just a little bit less sensory overload. Yeah. Is what it felt like to me. You could still find everything you needed. Oh, and please don't take what I said to mean it felt small. This no. was a huge expo. Mm-hmm. There are one, two, three, I want to say f- uh, four rows of or aisles of three. vendors, three or four. I mean, three it was four. huge. Mm-hmm. You know, both sides. Every product you could think of. You could get socks. You could get fuel. You could get. Shoes, extra clothing. um, Tutus. You name it. Yeah. Plenty of nutrition stuff there and recovery items. uh, Recovery items, Like TENS units and, Mm -hmm. and different things out there that maybe you've always wanted one and you just wanted to play with it and try it out. They're doing demos. Yes. They did demos and. Of course, Jeff Galloway had his booth there, and that's where you could go find out information about the Pacers. So that was it was very comforting to have him be kind of the last booth before you exit. Yes. It's that last boost of energy. It's like him being the character stop right before the finish of the half. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I also like the fact that you you do still pick your shirts up there. Yes. And I thought they did a great job of spacing that out on both sides of the building. Mm-hmm. 
in the very back past all the vendors for all the different races. And the people were very nice. The gear bags were a little bit smaller this time. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, Not that that's a big deal. I We never use the gear bags ourselves, really, except for dirty laundry carrying that home. Yeah, we don't do we don't do gear check anymore at at run Disney events. We 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 did not have a great experience with it the first year, and then ever since then, I'm like, really, honestly, what do I need? Right, I we, don't have a need. Yeah, we don't really need it. We go back to the hotel and kind of have that midday break, exactly. Like Mike Rallman likes to discuss on his show, the Be Our Guest podcast, and it's and we we just don't need it but i think they've probably improved the process from what we saw oh, you know ever since we kind of abandoned it 100% they have i have i would have no reservations about doing it but what happened was once we we didn't care for it we decided that's just not going to be a thing we do and our last what 12 years yeah. of run disney experience mm-hmm. we have yeah. we we've, we've got our own rhythm we do, and we carry what we need on the race course. We don't really – there are a lot of people who are very well prepared, who have gear check, and who immediately upon finishing the race get into their recovery sandals and then join the post-race party in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. But we don't. Especially those who are doing some of the higher mileage challenges. Right. We we stay in our gear during that party and then go back to the hotel and decompress and recover and do things – we're, we're a little bit different. Exactly. Yeah. So now we've talked about the packet pickup. Mm. We've talked about the expo. Let's talk about the first race. And if you were paying attention to what I said, mm. when I said we didn't roll in till 6 p.m. on Friday. And the 5K was Friday morning. The 5K was Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. That, that is what we call a clue. We were mm. not able to get there for the 5k event that we registered for. That's true. We were sad to miss it, but family comes first. Absolutely. And we needed to take care of our family. And it wasn't, we got a lot of feedback in the Runcation Nation group about, you know, do you think they'll have packet pickup the morning of the 5k? And a lot of people provided feedback in the Lizards group for the BR Guest podcast, for the Extra Mile, for our Runcation Nation Facebook group. A, A lot of people provided very helpful feedback that we will carry with us into future race weekends. Yes, but we could not take advantage of it this week, this race weekend, because we needed to take care of family. So we said, since we're going to miss it, there's no rush. And it actually worked out rather well for us because mm-hmm. um, our roofer showed up and did our roof uh, on Friday. Which was so, great. Uh, we, were, we were actually able to be here for that. Yeah. And when we got up there, we said, you know what? Let's at least see if Run Disney can give us a little Disney magic. Mm. And that's what prompted us to go talk to Runner Relations. Yes. So we head over to Runner Relations and we kind of laid out for them what was going on and, and the reason for us being tardy. 
yes, we we provided documentation for oh, yes. taking care of family and and the the hospital stay that uh, we had to make sure that my dad was taken care of and mm-hmm. and that my my mother and my was everybody was okay and everybody is okay exactly and we're very thankful for that so we explained the situation what happened we provided documentation and the young lady that helped us disappeared behind a curtain for i don't know maybe five minutes not even. Not even. And she and she came back out and she had medals in her hand. Because when we talked about it with her, we're like, is there any way that we might convert to the virtual and still get the medals? Like we we saw people over at the 5K booth that had the the bibs, so we got the bibs and we know we're gonna get the shirts, which is great, and we're very thankful for that. But is there any way we can get our hands on that cocoa inspired? metal and turn it into a virtual and she came back and she had the medals in her hand and said you can turn it into a virtual here you go yeah she absolutely made was the hero of the day that was a bunch of pixie dust to start off our race weekend right so we owe the running gods a 5K so yeah. that we can proudly display this medal. We are yes. absolutely going to do that as a training run, probably here in the next week, I'm mm. guessing. And if we can find a, maybe a 5K proper to run it, we will. And if not, we'll do it as a training run here in the neighborhood. Exactly. So that's the, that's the Friday race that we missed. missed. Mm. Then, But our know, friend Mark Valentine and fellow podcast host said it was a quite delightful race. Yes. And he did very well. Yes. So shout great, out to him. Great job, Mark. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is a challenge weekend. So the challenge actually does not include the 5K. We, I think we mentioned that previously. The challenge is the 10K and the half. And the 10K was the Saturday race. And 10K is, I think, my preferred distance you love it. For you races. have said throughout the history of our show that that is your distance. It's it's long enough to be challenging. It's short enough not to throw off your entire day. And even if you run it hard, you don't feel completely smoked after it. Mm. Because it's still half the distance of a half marathon. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I like it. And when you do the run Disney events, they're the perfect distance so that you can get some quality park time on your run. And let's, I loved that. Yeah. And let's, let's talk a little bit about that. So the, the next morning we wake up, I think we did a one uh, thirty wake up. No, we didn't. No two. Well, I think the alarm started going off at one thirty. Yeah. Well, as I recall, I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. I was too tired. So we get up. Our pre, pre-race pre ritual for Amy typically involves 30 minutes of yoga at least. You got a pre-race uh, stretch stretch going. Mm-hmm. We got dressed. We were out the door from our hotel by, what, 3, 3.30? Three, yeah, between that. Between. And that we... Time. 
decided to drive. We are big fans of driving ourselves to the races. I like it. I like parking next to where we know anyway it's going to be the finish line party. And even though you might feel like at the end of a race you are walking to Mordor. Yeah. Another race. Lord of the Rings fans will get that. Uh, Or what? Then it's still closer than hightailing it and waiting for buses. And and we in the past have, there have been very long lines for us as back of the Packers for, for, for buses that get you back to. And depending on where the buses drop off too, you can have a much longer walk than if you park. Right. So, so we drive, we tend to drive. We drive and, and there's no, uh, the buses are great. And if you're going to imbibe at the post-race party, the buses are great to take advantage of. Absolutely. A wonderful option so that you can play it safe. I mean, you could also do ride share is not too, too far away. The pickup for ride share because the post-race party was in the Epcot parking lot and the ride share drop off is kind of near to the entrance of Epcot. So you could do that as well. I was also going to say, theoretically, you could drive to the race, mm. park. If you imbibe at the post-race party, you could ride share back to oh, your that's hotel. True. And then your vehicle is already parked at Epcot if you're coming back. If you're coming back day. to that park anyway. Yeah. As I had planned to do, but I, but I was too busy celebrating with fellow members of the Runcation Nation at the post-race party and meeting up with them and celebrating and that I just lost track of time and I didn't get into the virtual queue for Guardians. Right. We fully anticipated coming we back. Tried. We just didn't, we didn't make it in, so... So let's talk about the 10K uh, race proper. I think that the the course description we gave was spot on. The uh, weather was pleasant enough, but super humid. This was a humid weekend, but the air temperatures itself, I think the highest it got while we were running was 75 degrees. Yes, mercifully so. And, but that's deceptive. Because of the the it's not dry heat like Arizona. It's wet. It's a wet, moist heat that when you when you get up and you're warmed up and you're doing intervals, even at the back of the pack, even standing out in it well, in the corrals, there's no evaporation no. at all. And this was it was so muggy. You were able to see the halo around the the street lights. Mm-hmm. So you just have to keep that in mind. And even the race announcers were talking about this, and hey, they were yeah. constantly reminding people to hydrate, 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 hydrate. Even Carissa, before she took off to run the 10k, yeah, she ran it. So shout out to Carissa Galloway. We were on the same course as one of our favorite race announcers. Indeed, yeah, she was uh, very mindful of saying, "Yeah, let's hydrate," and then. She, she ran the race. So I know she followed her own advice. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I thought the on-course entertainment was great. Yes. Plenty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved the character stops, although I didn't stop at any myself. We or- tend not to because I'm super just wanting to stay in the race. I want to... I'm afraid to stop, I guess I should say. For time. Yeah. Yeah. Even in a 10K. I understand. 
So sometimes Dana will stop and do a drive-by or a run-by. Selfie. Selfie. Yeah. Photo. I don't ever get in line. Outside the line. I don't get in line. So sometimes we have people behind us. It would be really cool if there were members of the Runcation Nation taking a character photo and we did a a run-by selfie you had. It would be so great. But uh, but but we don't. But they are entertaining, and they do provide you know music and sights that you can focus on during the distance when things get tough. Yeah, and I think that the the DJs this year did a great job of actually trying to interact with the crowds. I know it. That was the first time I had really truly noticed it. Yes. Oh, I think that they were doing it more this year than they have in years past. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. So DJs did a great job. The character stops were all all great. Now, I, I didn't really see any character stop where I was like, wow, look at that line. They all seemed like they were pretty, pretty fast moving, fa- either fast moving or just well, well moderated. Yeah. yeah. Um, moderate length lines. And in typical Disney fashion, it was, I think, uh, 60 seconds or 120 seconds between uh, waves when they let the corrals go. Yes, I feel like it was spaced out, and I was Two happy. Minutes? Maybe I think we was, didn't really time it, but no. I thought we were spaced out pretty well, and it, it it didn't feel cramped anywhere. No, and this race, the 10K, it started you out on the roads, and then it ended you in the parks. Mm-hmm. So I think, and that we weren't also, on the road for that long, really. No, no, not too bad. Um, but this one, this one enabled the the runners to really space out or stretch mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, of course, you finish at the World Showcase, you go around the World Showcase, and then out into the parking lot at Epcot, Yay. and cross the finish line, and where we got this really killer medal. Didn't even know until we talked to the ladies yesterday. Yeah, we didn't. We, we just got an extra bonus of about our, our medal here. Uh, I didn't know that it was an opener that it opened this wine and dine 10k medal but it does it is themed after raya and the last dragon and takes inspiration from the vibrant music stories and magic of southeast asia so i just i you know the character is here and she's got kind of her weapon Mm -hmm. and musical notes around her and then I didn't even know. I thought that was it. I thought, I thought that it was, was it. just. I thought it was just raised up from the the silver ring around her, which that, is a dragon, also. Which is a dragon, yes. And it says 2022 Disney Wine and Dine 10K. But then I realized that part of her weapon you could be used to. You could use it to open. Where it says, "I did it" on the back of of, of Rhea, her, and then you've got. A character inside. Yeah, it looks looks like a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, and musical notes as well. So we, uh, admittedly, we haven't seen this movie. No, this isn't a one we have not seen yet. So. But it looks like it, it's just so cool, and I like how it's like the stained glass on this side. When you when you have that part open, it gives it a, like a stained glass kind of effect. Yeah, like a sun catcher type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. And I really, really like that. And then it does pay uh, homage, if you will, to the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World on the back. 
on the back. Yeah, they've got the embossed Disney 50 logo. Mm-hmm. That is a very high quality piece of bling right there. I love it. And the ribbon was just, it, it's got the purple and the light blue and the dark blue, wine and dine, 10K. Shocks is the sponsor. And and the color scheme it. runs through from yeah. both characters. So, yeah, they did a phenomenal job with that. Same metal. color scheme in the shirt. And I liked the color of it, which matched this. Very nice. Yes. So that was our 10K experience. Mm -hmm. We got done with that. We headed back to the hotel. Um, we actually, we, we did get a post-race recovery beverage in the, in the celebration area. Yes. Shout out to Dean and Judy. Yes. As well as his sister who came. Uh, Judy and his sister ran the 10K. And I believe it was his sister's first 10K. So shout out to her. And, and we also ran into Mark. Yeah, we ran into Mark, fellow podcast host. This is Life, uh, the Diz Life podcast. And some of our fellow listeners from This Diz Life as well. Mm -hmm. So it was great to see them and celebrate with them. Mark specifically waited for us, which was great. And Dean and Judy were looking for us. We just love meeting up with everybody. We even met up with somebody from uh, that was there from the will run for podcast community yes and had uh aaron of that of that hosting foursome mm -hmm. had aaron her face printed out and on one of those sticks that yes. she could take pictures all around it was like it was so cute and i loved it so just meeting the people either in the corrals or at the post-race party, fellow podcasters, podcast listeners, people in the Runcation Nation community, we, we all, that always feeds our soul. It really does. Our souls are just energized by that. So it was a great time. It really great, was. Great, great time. Yeah, telling you, ten k is the distance. Ten k is the distance, and and you know maybe we'll start to do those more often going forward. Oh, look at that! Dana might get his way for once. Stay tuned. Translation: No, he's not. Okay, so let's talk about the half marathon. Really? Yes, really. Come on. Let's talk about the half marathon now. The half is the this is the signature race of the weekend. It's mm. the it's the big one. It's the the crown jewel, if you will. And the half marathon uh, for us, our, our, our pre-race game was a little better and a little more dialed in this morning. We, we got, got up earlier we, and we set the alarms right. Yes, we were. We did not make the mistake. So of, proud of, of that. Losing that hour when, when we fell back. Yes. Pre-race for the win. Thumbs up. Five stars. We got it. Indeed. However. So I got yoga and an ice bath. You did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pre-race ice bath. She's, she's hardcore. Mm. However, in spite of all of that, yeah. the traffic gods oh, decided word. to have their way with us we on were, the way in. And we were up early and out. So much earlier than the, the the day before, we were trying to get there to get to the front of our corral to give us as much cushion as we could against, you know, 
apart from those lovely ladies, the balloon, the balloon ladies. ladies, which we we love them. We've met them on the course before. Dana has interviewed them on the course before. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful people. They're just keeping the pace. That's, That's what they're doing. We just want as much distance from them as possible because we have had our own challenges this entire race season. We have. Training has not been what we've wanted it to be. And, um, you know, with everything else that's been going on, uh, we were wanting every possible mm-hmm. advantage. But the traffic gods were not kind to us. So no. it just took forever to get into the park mm. this time. And, mm. and there have been years where this has not been an issue. And there and have been, been years where they start late, where absolutely. they delay. Yeah. And I think that with making modifications to the race course mm. this year, and, and they've had some similar problems in the last couple of years since the pandemic started, I think that this will work out. But this year was was one of those and years where they, itself. they yes. needed they needed to go through this for it to get better. Kudos to Run Disney for stepping out there and making changes and trying, yeah, trying things, and then they come back with feedback and refine. Yes, so good for them. I just felt we fought the traffic, and then we walked forever yeah because this race starts you out on epcot center drive and instead of starting you in the parking lot in the parking lot so we had quite a hike Mm -hmm. going from our corrals initial corrals Mm. to the secondary corral i guess is the best way to describe it and you while we were walking out there uh, which part of it involved crossing over one of their big treed medians. Yes. And, or islands, you know, to separate roads. I don't know. It was so dark. I could hardly tell. They had to put down some, some plastic. Uh, walkway. Walkway. Temporary and walkway. To, to get people through there. So you're trudging through the woods yeah. and, and then you get over there and then it starts raining. Oh yeah. That was nice. So the 8% chance of rain that was forecast was really like, it's going to do it for sure. Well, we, we definitely got it. We also, in, in trying to get as far up in the corral as we possibly could, experienced some, some fire ants. Oh, yeah. I got a little, a little taste of Florida's um, natural flora and fauna. When we were on the grass. That was fun stuff. Let Not me tell good. You. So, <laughs> yeah. And we just, and I noticed, I, I just, I don't know if it was just me, but- I think that the waves were fewer. Like they didn't split up the corral into as many mini waves. I think you're correct. Yes, um, these waves seemed to be bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just so I don't think we had as much time cushion. No, because we certainly had we we certainly got ahead of the balloon way ahead of the balloon ladies in the corral. We were in the mm-hmm. in the first third. I would say of the corral. Yes, but I think they only divided our corral in half. Yeah, yeah. They're in lied part of the problem. Lay well, part of the problem. Well, and you know the the training challenges we've had, and and I own up to my training. Oh sure, I mean was not. What it has been in the past. For neither of us for the last two months have had the training runs that we really wanted or needed. So right. um, we knew going into this that the half was going to be a challenge. Our Very last long run 
at or above our race distance was six weeks prior to this. Mm -hmm. And we had not had an opportunity to do one longer than that. Mm -mm. So, yeah. (laughs) We... So race starts out, you're, you're, you're doing some running on the road and kind of around the parking lot of Epcot. And then you go into the park basically at mile three. Yes. And that first part, you know, they had, they had some, some roadside entertainment. The, there's not much to look at though. Because that it basically is Epcot Center Drive and then and the a switchback. Yeah. And then you're kind of heading back towards the park. And there just was not a lot to look at. at no, all. not in that part. No, no. Now, I know that people in the latter part of the race in Hollywood Studios got to look at Galaxy's Edge. Yes. This is the first race that was going to take you through that part of um, Hollywood Studios. For the Star Wars fans. And going to stay in Hollywood Studios for a longer time than in most recent years. Absolutely. Races. And probably not since the old. Nighttime. Nighttime. Right. Wine and Dines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. So the, I loved that. A lot of stuff to do towards the end of the race. Right. Right. And see. Mm-hmm. But again, that. The benefit of that is that it spreads the runners out before they head into Epcot. Oh, the the early part on the, the road, early part. spacing out the runners. That is what they did in, instead of starting in the parking lot and doing little mini waves. Yep. They used that distance around the parking lot and, and they're on the drive to space out runners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we get to... Basically, mile, mile two. Well, mile two. Yeah, back up. And I'm checking in with Amy. Neither of us are feeling it. We're struggling. We're both, yeah, we're both not feeling good. Like, you know, mile one, we always discount. Mile one is the liar. Mile two. The like, warm up eh. after being in the corral, standing still for so long. And getting rained on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're. It, Human rain. Just miserable. And. Heading to mile three, we at that point I could I could kind of tell your leg was not cooperating. No, it decided you should have had a longer training run, and you should have had a little bit more maybe strength training and more training in general. <laughs> right here in October, leading up to the race, and it just wasn't at. I was trying every way I could to mentally will my leg to go. And we were, we had some great, great videos, great audio messages from Josh, from Susie, from Meg. Meg was sending inspirational quotes, little images of quotes and checking in with us via text. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, and I was trying in every way to just send all of that to my to my knee and say yes we're not heavier than we've ever than, than we were you know the last time we did this race and we're not undertrained and we can do it we can do it and listen to the runcation nation that has faith in us and it, it just wasn't happening no i can always tell if if you ever get to the point where your run is not 
creating. That's the dog snoring in the background there. <laughs> but I could tell when your run segments are not creating good distance from me when I'm walking. Yeah. And then I'm catching you. Mm-hmm. That tells me that that you're something's going on. And I knew that. So I checked in with Amy and I said, hey, look, you want to hit the party bus? And at that point, we were right there with the balloon ladies, and we just made the the proactive decision, we're going to the party bus. We're not going to try to fight them for the next tw- uh, 11, 11.2 miles, Something. basically. Yeah. So we made that proactive decision right there at basically a park entrance to Epcot. Yeah. And just before mile three, there was a party bus. Yeah. Just like where I guess you could say at mile three, Mm -hmm. there was a party bus and that, and we just were like, you know, yeah, we're going to take that. We don't want to injure ourselves further, or I don't want to injure myself further because it was my knee that was holding us back. Mm -hmm. I don't want to injure myself for, upcoming events that we have that we love so much donna gasparilla jeff's race other things on the 2023 race calendar that we have not revealed yet that we're that we're starting to schedule now i just i want to come back i want to reassess i want to get nutrition and hydration and training really dialed in and it's okay i think Many in the Runcation Nation will say starting is better than not making the effort at all. Yeah, a, a, a DNF is better than a DNS. Right. Yeah, and I agree. And look, we've done this race before. We've we've achieved it. We know mm-hmm. we can do the distance. The fact of the matter is if you're having a, a physical malady that's that's holding you back doing you what you're talking about. Overcome. It's not just It's not willpower. It's not the willpower. It's not, hey, I did the training and I know that you're fatigued from travel, etc. You you can push through this. You know, it wasn't that type of fatigue. No. And it's important to remember also that, you know, you can do the training, you can do everything that you you can do to prepare. Everybody has outside influences that can adversely or beneficially impact your run. Right. And for us this year, we had forces that were working that worked against us and we we're not trained to where we needed to be like for hur- this particular a race, like a hurricane. Like a hurricane. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's okay. Like you said, so we've mm-hmm. already started taking some affirmative steps. Mm-hmm. I know that you re-upped your training with Galloway. Yeah. Jeff uh, Galloway e-coaching. I'm very excited because he's so responsive. I just, I told him where we were at, what we wanted to accomplish. And he sent me back a plan and he says, don't worry. With those outside forces that you have, you just tell me what's going on and we will retool so you can get the training in and we'll make it work. Yeah, exactly. And we've already started working towards dialing in the nutrition Mm -hmm. and we are going to be talking a little bit about one of the things that we're doing 
here at the end of the show in just a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that the, was uh, that well, was the half. But let's yeah. talk about the metal real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah, Because yeah. this is one of those years where there have been years in the past or races in the past where I've I've gone. Yeah, the metal. I mean, it's really nice. It's a Disney metal. They're all yeah. nice. But I've not loved the metals. This year, I love the metals. This I think is they're great. Themed after Soul, the movie Soul, the movie Soul, and it it is a spinner with several different rings of spinning going on. Yeah, it's it's like a four X spinner. Kind of like those things that you had to make in school for science and with the planets, mm-hmm. the, like a mobile like that, but. You know, there are rings with musical notes that spin that are silver and blue. And then on the back of the metal, it says, I did it, the world's most magical celebration, 50th anniversary. And then there's the um, the front of it, which is the soul image and Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon. And it's just, it's beautiful. It was uh, the, the verbiage on the ribbon was uh, in bright yellow saying half marathon they had shocks on there and they had, it was just like a music like a page of musical notes yeah they, on that. they did a great job on the ribbon mm-hmm. yeah and and the only thing that disappoints me about not completing the half marathon is not getting the challenge medal which opens up to robin williams version of aladdin the genie mm-hmm. yeah it, it's a gold kind of um, container, mm-hmm. and then it splits open. It splits in half and o- in opens half. up, kind of like uh, like like a uh, beetle's wings almost. Mm. And then inside it says, "I did it, nineteen point three miles." And it's the genie's hands outstretched and musical notes all around him. So that is the one disappointment I can say that I have because it was it. That's just beautiful too. That would have been really cool to get. Yeah. But you know what? There's always next year. Sure. And I'm And there are sure always other run Disney races. There are other opportunities. Yes. Mm-hmm. So disappointing. Absolutely. Yes. Um, this provided us, I think, I think we left there very charged and very determined. Not sad and disappointed and it not blaming myself for our outcome no i you know i i did what i could i ran what i could and we completed the 10k great 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 day and that that getting onto the party bus did not damper the experience for me no no, and I don't know I, if it did for you. Well, like I told of you, of course you're always going to be disappointed when you don't finish a I was race. Say, you always check in with me for something like this, and I'm like, look, I am never not going to be upset and ticked off that we're not finishing. Right. That's never going to happen. Right. But at the end of it, so it's like, okay, this happened. Now what? So, well, the now what is. You've got, you know, coaching with Jeff. We've got, uh, you know, what we're doing with uh, nutrition and exercise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've already in the last two weeks begun implementing those things. Right. So this served a purpose. It and did. For me, that's what's important. And a lot of times when you have a race where you are challenged in these ways, 
the comeback is sweeter. Oh, absolutely. All that much sweeter. And I think that people in the Runcation Nation, fellow runners in the Runcation Nation can relate to that and attest to that. So onward, as Ted Lasso would say, onward, forward. And we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with successful races in future race weekends. Absolutely. So that's the Run Disney 2022 Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend in a nutshell for us. We recommend this weekend wholeheartedly oh, sure. to anybody who's looking to do a Run Disney event. Of course, we're going to have links in the show notes for you to check out Run Disney and see what events are upcoming. I believe the next one is Marathon Weekend in January. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, Springtime Surprise. No, princess. princess. Don't forget about Princess. Sorry, sorry. Princess and then Springtime Surprise. So in the first half of 2023, you've got three great options right there. Mm. So check them out and uh, check out the links in the show notes. You know. I know what you're going to say. Everybody the- who's listened to this show for any length of time knows what you're going to say. Am I that predictable? But say it. All this talk of running has made me very hungry. So let's talk food and beverage from the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. Now listen, I we've had this discussion before. I love the festivals at Epcot. And now... Oh, yes. Disney has basically made it so that the food and wine festival is the longest running festival of all of them. Seems so. It runs for months as opposed to uh, a few days or a couple of weeks like it used to. Mm -hmm. They've kept extending it. It has the largest selection of food and beverage from around the world. Although the other the other festivals do a very admirable job. Well, I think flower and garden is right up there with it. Flower and Garden is my favorite. And I know it's your favorite. It's, so. it's I think it's all the benefits <laughs> of this one, plus it's pretty. Yeah, you know, and beautiful. Topiary. They do amazing, amazing stuff where you're like, uh, it makes you want to go home and do yard work till you realize you don't have an <laughs> army of people to do all that stuff. So... <laughs> I love the, the I love the food and wine festival. You know, we haven't experienced the festival of the arts. No, that's the one we have yet to do. And I think that wine and dine is the longest running. The shortest one oh. is on its heels. Literally, like I think they do like within a within a couple of days, they turn it around to festival of the holidays. Yes, so. And that's holiday holiday food and beverage from around the world, mm, mm, mm. and yummy. They run that basically in like like November, like the very last after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. type, and or then, right around Thanksgiving they launch it, and then like right after Christmas, boom, gone. Boom. Getting ready for Festival of the Arts. Yeah, but this one here, every year they 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 change some things up. You have some tried and trues. Mm-hmm. Then they changed some things up. Mm. And in recent years, they have finally remembered that they have this building at Epcot that 
has seen, fabulous air conditioning. It does, but it's it's had such neglect over the years, and it's called Odyssey, mm. and it's kind of tucked away over. I mean, if you're coming off test track, you can get there. You can get there, yeah, and then like it's kind of tucked away across the water from the from the the uh, world showcase, mm. but. It's a building that just for years sat there and looked a little dated, you know, oh, with the signage, you know, it's very eighties kind of looking. And I, I kind of like that, but I'm glad to see it's that, in they're, use. that they're finally figuring out what to do with it. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. And they've converted it during the food and wine festival to something called the brew wing experience. The brew wing. It, it's wings. It's beer. It's cider. We featured the vegan option the last time we talked about it. Mm-hmm. And those Brussels sprouts were there still. They're magical. They are magical. They. I would order them whether I was eating plant based. Oh yeah. Well, I guess they call it plant based, not vegan, but. I would order that even if I wasn't eating plant-based. Oh, 100%. 100%. Those are some of the best like restaurant-side Brussels sprouts I've ever had. Bring it. Amazing. Bring it on, those buffalo Brussels sprouts. But this time, we went on a mission. You might normally find this food in a game day celebration. This food and beverage in a game day celebration, it might uh, it might be a party platter full of chicken wings and a cooler full of beer and cider to fuel, I don't know, a football party. Yeah, I hear there's a big game coming up here not too long from now. So, so you know, mm, yeah. But, so I think that you're going to be pleasantly surprised by the offerings that they had this year at the 2022 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival at the Brew Wing. Okay, Runcation Nation, we are done with Guardians of the Galaxy and we have moved on to the Brew Wing at the Odyssey right here close to Test Track and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, this is a, a, a closed facility that is like a flexible indoor space that they could use for you name it. You could do like a convention and have like little set up in here. You mm-hmm. could do impromptu restaurant like they've been in here now with stand-up tables. And they've had it be several things over the years. Indeed. And at the Brew Wing, which which has been here a couple of years now. Yes. We have two out of the vast menu options. The last time we were here. We were eating plant-based, and we got the crispy Brussels sprouts with the buffalo sauce and the blue cheese, which was all plant-based. It just it tasted incredible. That was glorious. That was probably the most um, mm-hmm. non-plant-based tasting, plant-based option I've ever had. This time, we have two wing options. We have the sticky wings with peanut sauce and grape gel with celery and ranch. And... We also got the dry rub 
jerk spiced wings with papaya chili sauce with celery and ranch. Yes. Now, I didn't grab the ranch dressings. Uh-huh. So I can go grab those. You talk about what you're seeing here. I'll be right back. Okay. So the dry rub ring, I can't even talk, right? The dry rub wings, say that five times, five times fast. The dry rub wings, they look mainly dry, very, very little sauce, but there's definitely a spice. Not like a buffalo chicken spice, but just kind of a chili, tickle the back of your throat kind of spice. And then on the PB&J wings, sticky wings, we have a crushed up peanut topping and they look significantly more soaked in the sauce. It's a more wet toss. Yes. And definitely sticky. I'm so. back with the uh, with the ranch. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to grab a I'm going to grab a jerk wing. First. I'm going to grab the sticky wings first. Okay. They're nice and hot. Tender. Yes. Minor hot, tender. Tender meat inside. Crispy exterior, but not as crispy as say a buffalo wing. Okay. Because the sticky sauce kind of softens the outer coating. The skin. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely more peanut butter forward than say the grape gel forward. And on mine, this is a true dry rub. It's a little bit of liquid, but yeah, but the liquid is just their their the mango that they drizzled on it. Mm-hmm. The wings themselves are a true dry rub, and you really get a nice flavor of the jerk spice. This leans heavily into some of the warming spices that, mm-hmm. that are really the signature flavor profile of jerk, so you get a lot of allspice and cinnamon. This is... Really? You like it? Really nice. It's got a little bit of heat. But not but, like buffalo meat. No. But this is a very warming flavor, warming feeling. They're drier. Yeah. But that's a dry spice rub. Would you get them again? I'd get these again, yeah. These are... If you love peanut butter, you will love these. The sticky wings. Well, let me try that because I'm also a fan of Thai flavors. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about peanut sauce, it's sweet, but it's very—it's more peanut forward, peanut butter forward than, say, jelly. Oh yeah. Yeah. I see what you mean. And I see what you mean about this spice, this warming spice. How do you like it? It's different. It's a different approach. If I don't know, it's—I know it's jerk seasoning. It just. I don't know. It reminds me of having a meat and rice dish. Very yeah. warming. Like this a, would go really nicely with some black beans and rice. Yeah. Or couscous. And mm-hmm. I like it, though. These it's are, definitely a strong offering. These are totally opposite. Mm-hmm. There's no spice on these peanut butter wings at all. No. When you say peanut butter, peanut sauce, wings... And the sweetness is from the peanut butter, and, and the gel is very, the, what's supposed to simulate the jelly. They didn't overdo it. Did they do enough? Hmm. 
they did it for me, but I don't like overwhelmingly sweet. Or should that have been on the side? To dip it in. Ooh. Mm. Actually, yeah. Maybe. And I think that is where it would have been nicer to have the mango sauce. On the side. So, sauce is on the side. Mm hmm So that you can adjust the level of the sweetness. Yes. Yeah. Now, Presentation-wise, they're both pretty. Oh, yeah. These are good-looking wings. You know, the, For sure. And again, my fear when you do something like this is always when you're cooking in mass that you're going to overdo and overcook. And it does not appear that they did. Hmm. No. I like the suffering. I would definitely get it again. It helps that you can escape the heat here. That, you get a little is, bit of AC. Yeah, that's But you really have to nice. shop for any kind of seat. Otherwise, you're standing at a table. Yeah. So, the and, drinks. Oh, oh, what were you going to say? And Sorry. we have a, a, a band setting up. We're about to have live music in mm -hmm. here. That's pretty cool. Now, now, let's talk about the drinks. Yeah. So, you got the Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company Pineapple Vibes Blonde Ale from Orlando, Florida. So yeah, it's a local. I, I don't think that I've ever had a, brew, a beer from this brewery. This but is, we've heard of it, though. Yes. This is a medium gold color clear ale. On the nose, I get a hint of pineapple, moderate to high carbonation, and an aroma of pineapple without it being overwhelmingly... Sweet? Sweet. And there's no sweetness, really, but... It also has an aroma of real pineapple. Nice. Not pineapple candy. Oh. Yeah, I like that. That is a nice hot weather beer. Right For there. all of those who like cider, I got a cider offering because I love woodchuck. I am very curious about yours. The color alone has me has my attention. It's pink. It's like cotton candy pink or like a Zinfandel pink, mm -hmm. like a, a white Zinfandel pink. See-through, not cloudy. This is woodchuck guava hard cider and they're they're from vermont middlebury vermont i get like a cider sweetness on the nose mm -hmm. and a little bit of that guava i love guava and the carbonation is like a medium to high carbonation it's very light very refreshing without being overly Apple or overly really super sweet like you know guava guava is typically you see it in like a guava and cream cheese pastry mm -hmm. and that can be really heavy this is not this is quite refreshing mm. what do you think i immediately get the guava on it yeah the guava was something that we always had in the house growing up in tampa yeah and because we never had it you would buy just bricks of guava paste, slice off some, spread it on your toast. Yeah, you could do the cream cheese pastry with guava. Oh, that, that's amazing. But That's a nice flavor. You Very get a great refreshing. flavor with it, you're, and it's not too sweet, you're and right. And it's not too heavy in body either for a hot day in Florida. Try mine, you didn't have any mine. You know? No, these are both great hot weather options. It's very subtle. Mm -hmm. That pineapple, it's not like super sweet like a cider that's pineapple. Or... It is truly the fruit that shines, flavor. I like that one. It's super light. I love the carbonation on it. It's like medium to high, I think. Mm -hmm. But that is, it's very nice. And it pairs very well with your jerk spice wings. Yes. I 
and this is not really overly sweet for mine, but I don't know if I would pair them together necessarily. But I think overall, the food and beverage here at Brewing at the 2022 Cut Food and Wine Festival, it's a strong offering. Yeah, I can recommend this one as being one to check out, if for no other reason than the air conditioning. Mm. But it also helps that their food offerings in here and their liquid refreshment mm-hmm. are pretty stellar. Beer and cider. And there's a whole flight of cider and a whole flight of beer that you could. There's some IPA, there's the ale, there's a wide variety to choose from. So you could try it all. I wasn't feeling the IPAs in this heat. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal preference. Sometimes they're heavier. Yeah. And I was afraid of that with a cider, but pleasantly surprised. So I was expecting yours to be sweeter. And I'm glad it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's sweet enough I would not call this a dry cider. No. It's not like a Magner's. If anybody's had a Magner's, that dry Irish kind of cider. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, I think this is a winner. Yeah, agreed. Stay tuned for more. Okay, talking about all that did not make me any less hungry. Wow. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily international. International influences. But international influences. Yeah. I, you know, when, when you're talking, you know, like a mango sauce or mango chutney, that's usually, you know, you're, you're usually going outside the border there for that. Mm. You know, peanut sauce kind of hints of Thailand, you know. But okay. I'm, okay. I'm not disappointed at all. I mean. No. Oh. It was tasty. And I'm also very pleased that, you know size of the wings were great Mm -hmm. you know that's that's important i felt like we had enough bang for the buck and you know what i mean exactly and 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 we have talked about this on previous shows there are some places that are really good value for the money there are others where you might go eh, i don't know you know maybe not Tasty, but... Tasty, but smaller? Smaller, yeah. Than this particular booth. So they did a great job here. Yes. There's more that we have to share from the Epcot Food and Wine Festival 2022. Uh, Look for it in our feed, maybe in some quick bites or some patron content coming up. So stay tuned for that. But uh, listen, that means that we are at the end of our show. That is a wrap. But before uh-huh. we go, we want to welcome our newest sponsor to the show, Fitz Kohler. You guys have heard us talk to her in the past here on the show. Mm. She's amazing. She's one of our favorite race announcers, authors, and just all around great people. And she's got something that she wants you to know about. Yes. We want to tell you about Fitzkohler's new course, Fixing Your Life with Fitzness. You know, and Dana has just alluded to, Fitz is one half of Team Noisy along with Rudy Novotny. Mm-hmm. And we have heard them at the start and finish line of some of the most fun and iconic races that we have participated in, like the Donna Marathon Weekend and Gasparilla Distance Classic. And we've had Fitz on the show to talk about her experience as a cancer survivor and just the amazing and inspiring way she put it into a book. She is also an author of 
my noisy cancer comeback. And from what I see in her social media feed, there might be some 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 other books coming. Yeah, I saw that. Stay tuned. But she's not just a pretty voice. She's also a fitness expert with a master's degree in exercise and sports sciences from the University of Florida, who has been teaching fitness around the world for decades. Fixing Your Life with Fitness is an in-depth course with over five hours of content that will change your life for the better in every way. It's broken down into some powerful modules and Fitz teaches them herself and they include such valuable information like how fitness affects your career. How to utilize family to achieve your fitness goals. How to avoid disease. How fitness can improve your relationships all of your relationships. How to live better and live longer. Get started today at fitness.com and use our discount code exclusively for the Runcation Nation. When you sign up, enter RED22, that's R-E-D-22, in the discount code box at checkout for 10% off the entire course. And the discount code RED22 will also work on her fantastic book, my Noisy Cancer Comeback, which is available at fitsness.com. Thank you to Fitz for sponsoring this week's show. We will put a link to the course in our show notes, of course. Check out Fixing Your Life with Fitsness at fitsness.com. We are, and we can't wait to hear about your experience with it because we're loving it so far. Absolutely. Well. That about does it for this week's show. Thank you for joining us on your long run, your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Stay safe and well, and we will accomplish, explore, and indulge with you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.